This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hello, this is Jeremy Roberts on behalf of Hawke's Bay Poetry Live, a program broadcast on Wednesdays at 2pm. You can listen on the airwaves, where you may be doing that now, or you can go to the website and uh, find us there, click play, download MP3s, um, podcasts, generally we're easy to find. Um, so I'm very excited today. Our poetry guest is none other than John Rawls, and uh, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. We're going to slip the bio notes over to you, actually. You're, yeah, you I'll, can... I'll just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I grew up in Hamilton um, and discovered uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, the elder McGilligatty types and through them discovered primarily poetry uh, which followed on from some high school luck as it turns out uh, and I also discovered the magic of theatre basically you know, performance in general mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and since then I've, I've always written poetry I've played guitar and busked uh, which has seen me support the likes of Chris Knox in the past. Ah, um, okay. For the few older listeners that might have heard of him. Um, yeah. Uh, and screen and TV acting. Okay, cool. Um, well, look, we'll, we'll build on that. I'm mm. sure we're going to come up with a lot more um, life, uh, life history, etc. Um, so, look, this is the always the opening salvo. Who or what really turned you on to poetry? You sort of intimated a wee bit already, but... Yeah. Um, did you, did you you know if you want to go right back to school days perhaps absolutely or, yeah with yeah your family um, for me it was um, my sixth form English teacher who was also my French teacher a man called Dougal Fraser um, mm. and he brought out Shakespeare we were going to study some of his sonnets as well as I think it was Romeo and Juliet and being a, um, a sixth former using humour as my uh, social defence. I uh, completely ridiculed Shakespeare. Yes. And for the first time ever, as a normally gentle and quiet man, he ripped into me mm. and mm. said that, John, if only you could give him a chance, then he could literally change your life. And I gave him a chance, and he literally changed my life. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't, for the life of me, quote any sonnets, though, but. Did you read the plays at the time? Were you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've acted in a few as well. And, mm, uh, mm. Some of my favourite soliloquies and monologues are from Shakespeare's. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so yes, you had a significant figure who, mm. who turned you on. Um, yes, because sometimes, you know, poets come in here and they can't particularly name anybody. Um, but it's always interesting when you can go right back to somebody, isn't it? Mm. Um, what about writing poetry? Um, I guess I started doing that at 18, uh, having met some of the McGilligatty types I mentioned before in Hamilton. Yes. Um, a man by the name of Peter Caldwell 
um, said, you know, the wonderful thing about being a poet is there's no qualifications. You just call yourself a poet. Um, but funnily enough, yeah. the, the one thing that's always stuck in my mind, which was just a um, tongue-in-cheek <laughs> of his at the time, was um, if you're a poet, you've got to know the names of all of the trees. Ah, yeah, yeah. Interesting was, comment. I think he was alluding to romantic poetry and mm. Shelley Byron, etc. Mm. So, mm. in, in a Kiwi setting, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so you, you were um, writing poems. Um, do you have a memory of when you wrote a poem and you thought, "Hey, I've, I think I've written a poem." Did you have that? Experience? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 um, I said one last night um, that I recalled that was 31, 32 years old sort of thing from okay. that sort of time, and that would have been one of my first ones that I wrote. Okay. Uh, yeah. Would you like to give us one now then, perhaps that one? Not or... that one. No? All right. <laughs> no, cause I, <laughs> but I can, I can certainly give you one. All right, um, excellent. Uh, okay. Bit of a... Most poetry is down, right? There's not a lot of celebratory poems. Mm. Right? There's a few oh. funny ones out there, aren't there? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, no, um, as I'm scrolling through my phone, um, oh. I oh. shall just take up airtime uh, while I find this damn thing. No, that's all right. Mm. You are listening, listeners, to 104.7 FM or maybe on 14.31 AM. Okay. A peaceful, still night. The leaves rustling with magical meanings that grow with every breath in intensity and promise. A rare, special time when significance of all that is you and now stirs your heart, the back of your neck, your pulse and throat quickening and your awareness alives itself. There is true beauty here. Here... And here, here is true beauty, and the presence moves in a way new and old and familiar and monster new anything might happen. And yet all this has become an easy and simple acceptance without attachment of anything as mundane or arbitrary as meaning. Here... There is true beauty. The wind and leaves voice themselves and you are their sole audience. And of course, the end occurs always and too everlastingly early. And now, contrivances are complete and settled. And soon enough, that wonderful presence of significance departs and the many two worlds left and right themselves and the distant thunder rolls. Mm. Oh, thank you, John. Um, and is that an early one? or That's a very recent one. That's recent like, one? That's maybe two months old. Okay. Yeah. Kind of trying to touch on those, those moments when mm, you could be with friends or, or by yourself, and mm. there just seems to be a, an amazingness in the air. You know, um, it might be nighttime with a full moon, the clouds part, and you hear the wind rustle in the the leaves. And, you know, you just, for me, I just feel truly present and truly alive. Mm. Yeah. So that was a more of a natural environment you were thinking, or you were in, yeah, rather yeah. than a concrete CBD? (laughs) No, no. I I prefer nowadays to live in the country. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. 
Okay. Mm. Um, so w- talking about reading poems, when mm. when did you start reading poems? Was it was it back back in Hamilton? Yeah, on the yeah, streets, sort of, uh, <clears throat> uh, performance cafes at Left Bank uh-huh. Theatre. They used okay. to have uh, every Thursday, every second Thursday, something like that. Um, <clears throat> and for I don't know, a young eighteen, nineteen year old on the dole. Um, yep. That was the highlight of the week, particularly as Dole Day was Thursday. Yeah. Um, Government artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. State sponsored. Um, so I'd quite often go to Ward Lane Tavern and write these things half an hour before I get on stage. Mm. Um, and it was basically an open mic where. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Um, where you might get people doing sketch, sketches. Okay. Um, musical poetry. And, okay, so that's, is that just what naturally came? Or were you um, quickly jotting something down because you thought, holy cow, I didn't get this done? Or is that your preferred way of working? No, it would have been, I'd either forgotten, you know, I'd left my poems at home. okay. Um, But also I I found that I did work well, I wrote well with that um, sense of urgency, that Mm. sense of time pressure, Um, you know, there's... Um, why put off? Why do today what you can put off until tomorrow? Uh, that sort of aspect. So you're quite um, flight on. Uh, you know, what am I looking for? You're you're adept at um, extemporising, or you know, words words sort of flow. Your stream of consciousness. Is, Sometimes, yeah, and that 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 talent or that ability to do so has uh, ebbed and flowed through my life. Okay, but um, I'm very much a believer in. You don't pick the moment; the moment picks you. You're a conduit mm. for the for whatever the art is. Okay, um, so it's a signal. It's like some songwriters say. It's like Keith Richards says, "Incoming." Yeah, get, yeah. Get the guitar. You know, it's yeah. something that's yeah coming down. Mm. Interesting. Would you like to read another one, John? Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, they're all rather wordy and long, but um, oh, that's all right. We've got we've got time. Okay. Radio is all about words, if it's not music. (laughs) Okay. Not a lot of these have uh, titles, but... Okay. All I am, all I own, has nothing of worth without you. Senseless my life, thoughtless my deeds, hopeless my heart, skinless my chicken, and verbless my meter. Well, it's not a meter, it's a few inches. But I miss you. No direction, and an actor needs direction. By my lights, without you, my camera is obscured, and I don't get any action, and I long to be your first and only assistant. Get a grip, I tell myself. Be the best boy to her, Dolly, and the cranes will fly through the autumn of my longing. Uh, It's a long shot, but I hope she gets my point of view. So I pray to Pan. That sure-footed god who clips my tickets, plays my crickets, trims my thickets, and cures my rickets' disease. Dis-ease. As this ease of mine abandons me more and more, and less and less is laughter heard, and more alone, I'm not quite lonely, I become, and more becoming she gets, both in my mind and in her mirror. So... I reflect again on my reflexive verbs and I feed the meter which blinks in the moonlight and recounts my deeds and all over again I realise my worth on my own. But without you, 
the heart of the matter is grey and I miss you. A few inches becomes 600 kilometres and I think maybe if I cut off my ear like that madman poet lover did and send it to you then at least our skin could touch again. A little extreme perhaps but I miss you. Silly words, partially expressed milk of metaphor. These words pay a kind of kindness to the heart's hopeless sense and lost L-O-S-S-E-D I am. Even after all those old allusions to behind-the-scenes exposés, we are both exposed out here in the wilderness of wonder. Stroll with me now as we talk and hold hands through the forest of malcontents and past the parcels of hollow men's and women's desires to a bin. And you can make the joke you always do, and always I'll love it and always love you. In all ways I'll love you. Forget these jumbled letters. I love you. I love you. I miss you. Mm. Would you describe yourself as a romantic man? I'm a uh, cynical romantic. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's um, better to have something, something than to never have something at all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, there's some very tender sort of imagery in there, and a you know real sense of longing. That's that's what I because mm. I've seen you read it at in um, Hawke's Bay. Mm. Um, for quite a while now and um, I always get that there's a sense of longing and reaching out, reaching back sometimes yeah um, I think but, a lot of poetry uh, can be like that yeah. um, um, <clears throat> perhaps unfortunately that there's this um, <laughs> what I call teenage wankst <clears throat> yeah <laughs> Well, that's right. It's something to go through. The the eternal question is what you're going to write about after you've got the teenage angst out of your system, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> but this is it. It can also be used as a um, as a helpful device through which to facilitate some sort of um, acknowledgement of of um, unkind past mm. um, in order to cathart your way out of that so that you can do, do other stuff <laughs> excuse me yeah, but yeah. the trick is not to sit in it you know, forever yeah I'd just like to go back um, I'm quite interested in your um, your acting and you mentioned Shakespeare mm. um, did you what's your favourite role you've ever oh, always played? the baddie always the baddie the baddie and yeah May, did you, um, have you appeared in um, TV productions or TV, movies? film, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Can you drop a few names for us, John? Uh, I'm sure the listeners would like to know, where have we seen this guy? Uh, my first feature film was mm. um, 30 Days of Night, which is a vampire movie, uh, yeah. Sony Pictures, directed by David Slade, uh, 2007 perhaps, where... Um, American vampires figure out that if they go to Alaska in the middle of winter, the sun goes down and doesn't rise for 30 days. So it's feeding time. <laughs> right? Okay. It's based off a comic by um, Is it? Steve Niles and Ben Templesmith. Ah, yeah. okay. Um, There's one role. That's one role. Um, most recently, I play in season two, final episode, final scene, 
tiny part. Um, a bit of a baddie in Sweet Tooth. Ah. Um, I was originally cast as the live-action version of the King of the Orcs, Azog, in mm. uh, the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Um, and they decided to go a different direction, unfortunately for me, and make him a, uh, a CGI character, which was uh, oh. Manu Bennett in a mocap suit in the end. So they digitized all of my months with months oh. and months of work out. Um, is that a standard um, letdown in, in movies we've decided to go in another direction? I think I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah, a, it's, it's a it's good a way of... standard line, eh? it, yeah. It's sort of, yeah. okay, okay, I get it, but it's an easy cop-out, isn't it? Well, what used to happen to me more, <laughs> more often is um, I'd do the work and they'd ADR my voice out. Oh, right? wow, okay. So I, I got used to that where it's me on screen, but, you know, somebody else's voice. It's wow. Like, you know, to my eyes and senses, it just seems um, mm. uncanny valley. Mm. Yeah. And have you got any um, productions looming, or any? Are you auditioning or anything like that, or how does it all work these uh, days? I've got an agent in Auckland, mm. um, and since COVID, there's hardly ever such a thing as face-to-face auditions. Okay, so you do self-tests on the screen, right? Um, and flick it down the uh, internet to them. Uh, on average, a friend of mine, uh, Stephen in Auckland, discovered, and we're about the same, that on average it's one in every 23 auditions that you land. Okay. Um, and that could be anything from Shortland Street, which I did what, three weeks on, to feature films. Sort mm. of but no, at the moment I haven't had an audition for oh, perhaps six or eight weeks. Okay. So is that... Um pretty standard then i mean i i listen to a podcast where this 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 dude knows actors and um mm. knows that industry and you know people going to auditions 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 how many 20 23 auditions is it a silly question how long would it take to rack up 23 auditions <laughs> it could de- just vary can it it depends if your flavor of the month or not oh, um, okay because um unfortunately I, i'm quite a cynic but unfortunately i think <laughs> um it has precious little to do with your acting ability okay. especially in the digital age they just bank shot after shot after shot and as long as you can remember your lines and don't bump into the furniture then it's all about the look right so hit your marks yeah. Mm. So you know, if, if, and they'll have the casting directors will have your headshot and other people's headshots out in front of them, and they'll try to match who looks good together. Is that right? Is, yeah. it, is that how it's done? So the old days uh, of um, meeting actors and talking about the role, no one's putting that much energy in now. Or? I think that still happens in theatre. Ah, the is it two completely different um, right? disciplines and um and formats of communication and systems yeah. okay yeah. oh interesting john how do you go about writing a poem i mean uh you know we I, yeah. I always ask this because everyone's quite different or everyone's always the same i don't mm. know are you a cell phone man or you know oh, only recently actually <clears throat> in the last year or 18 months i've taken to my phone um prior to that it had to be handwritten Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've always found that if it's handwritten, um, the words come out easier, the, the flow, the, you know, there's not a lot of um, self-editing 
process going on. Oh, interesting. So you you're sort of a one in one outpouring, more or yeah, less. You're yeah, fully arriving, fully formed, kind of. Business. Reasonably fully formed, if not mm. completely fully formed. Yeah, um, but with the phone, I find I have to revisit and go. Oh, that's not quite right. Yeah. Or is it is is it because it's so easy to move things around or delete on the phone? Oh, oh Would no, that be no, an no, no, I'm no. Wrong, I'm I, I'm I'm uh, the wrong generation for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I okay. mean, what's Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, mm. that's interesting. Um, and topics. You do you have a pretty wide open take on just life and your romantic sensibilities? But do you, do you ever do quite objective? Um, takes on what's what's happening out there. Objective you know, takes on um, humanity and events, or you know whatever. Oh, the 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 um, the world is on fire show that's occurring outside mm. every day. Mm. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I tend to leave that to the political commentators or the comedians. Um, okay. Uh, I tend to write about personal moments, right, or um, sharing group moments. Ah. Sort of thing. Um, although of late, I've been trying to challenge myself <laughs> to write uh, celebratory, po- um, mm. you know, positive poetry. Entertaining poetry is that another word for that, or does that sound a bit uh, non-poetry? No, no. See, in, entertaining for me, it's important. I'll, I'll write my poem for a reader to read that on a page or on a screen or whatever. Does not get across what I'm writing. Because mm. I know my voice, I know what I can do with my voice. Yeah. So it is performative. It is sometimes entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> well, you are. You can be, you know, very funny on stage. Um, uh, so yeah, you yeah, you do have <clears throat> have the performing um, arsenal there to um, to bring things to to life, I suppose. As opposed to someone who doesn't know John Rawls and just finds a piece of paper and reads a yeah, poem. That's what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's have another one, John. Oh, okay. I'll have to crack into my phone once more. Yep. Um, huh. It's, okay, a very short poem. Mm. Um, I don't know, written six or eight months ago. Uh, literally two lines. And I like the humor. Ah, I like okay. the. Okay. I could write it, read another one after that if you prefer as well. Sure. Um, I just like the double meaning of it. It's along the lines of, um, for you, nothing is too much trouble. That sort of... Um, mm-hmm. So so familiarity breeds contempt. And I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost, um, yeah, getting close to... I mean, do you, do you, do you write haiku? Or, you know, three-line um, Yeah, I, I've... I've I, I find it easier when I'm in the zone to write, yeah. you know, five seven five. Um, yeah. My favourite one that I saw online though, haiku is um, error four oh four. Your haiku could not be found. Try again later. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm. Yeah, give us another one if you got your screen. Sure. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> after a night of. Uh, Serious imbibing, I wrote these words, berserking the hurt inside and outside the proper target, just brain farted, and I missed the mark, Matthew, Luke, and especially John. I remember my angels, my seashells, those old familiar smells that I can't or shouldn't tell anyone about because, or maybe or, maybe you'll see that this flaw 
more than his florin tens, and therein my resistance to fear bends, but with any luck will, fuck, be still, I'll mend. This always painting by numbers turns me number, more numb, to the stuff of life, the salve of strife, the shepherd's wife, and what could be, or might, if only I could write. Why can't it be good? Why can't I be good? Why can't I be good? Goes the mantra, the sutra, and maybe they'll never feel the wrath of my anger. Sometimes my willpower feels like a 40-watt bulb, and I'm getting old, so my eyesight's failing, and I blame you-know-who. Look, I know a bad workman always blames his tools, and I know I've been a fool for way too long. Same old song, same old unenlightened point of view, get a grip on my tool again, but what I wanted to say is gone and slipped, quick, quip, changed the subject and cast out another different thread, knit one, pearl one is what he said, tied in, tied out. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Um so okay, so th- th- there's an example of your poetry, and mm. something like that, you know, you you just suddenly think, oh, I need to get this down, and you'll, yeah, like is that a recent? No, no, I've always had that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The little um, follow a tangent, go off on a tangent, follow that, follow you know, and mm. and try to bring it back. I love the alliteration. I love the mm-hmm. the fact that you can use. Uh, every verb, every verb can be a noun. Every noun can be a verb. That sort of thing. Mm, um, mm. Do you San Francisco walls, for example? Yeah, you know, yeah. I like to velociraptor around my house. That sort of thing. So you can paint with with the language. Yes, yes. Yeah. Metaphor and everything. Yeah. Um, cool, John. Which um, Poets, if I may ask, which poets do you really admire? You know, throughout your life, local, international, really, uh, really ancient, yeah. whatever. I'm, I mentioned Shakespeare before. Yeah, um, yeah. So one of the greatest, isn't he? Yeah, some of his sonnets. Um, mm. Tennyson um, is a, yes. an excerpt from uh, the Lotus Eaters, which yes. I, I love. Um, and more close to home and recent, not that I really know any of her poetry, but my brother used to go out with her back in the day, mm. is um, Hannah Moana Baker, oh. um, who's currently living in Berlin, uh, ostensibly doing her PhD there, but because of COVID and reasons, mm. it's, I, I believe, um, just kind of on the back burner. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we all we all have a few, um, you know, a few people that you you go back to their poems for mm. whatever reason, mm. um, and of course you see a lot of live um, poets too at the mm. open mic at the common room, don't you, yeah. in Hawkes Bay or Napier Live poets. Mm. Um, so you know what's happening, and you know. Um, you're you're always a welcome figure on the stage, Thanks. listeners. If you want to see John Reed, um, Common Room, uh, last Wednesday of the month at the Common Room Hastings, uh, seven thirty kickoff. That'd be a good place to come and um, see John, or it's sometimes Napier Live poets too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, over at the Can first Monday of the month. I'll be the tall guy um, with bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not the only poet with bare feet, mm. but. Um, but if you want to know who my favourite poets yes. are, probably the ones I hear in in live yeah. settings. Yeah. You know, the ones that that 
um, have the bravery and the courage and the yeah. willpower to stand up and, and perform and, and speak their truth, as Rasheen says. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's quite something, isn't it? To to um, you sort of get used to it, but in a funny way, you always you always have to be up for it, don't you? Mm. No matter how experienced you are, you have to sort yeah. of think, okay, right, it's my turn. I've and sometimes um, <clears throat> you might have, uh, randomly have one of those nights where nobody's poetry is landing, nobody's finding their voice, nobody's mm. feeling truly comfortable. Mm-mm. You know, no matter what the will of the audience is, you know. Once you're not an audience anymore, mm, you're, mm. You know, and yeah, with the, with the best prep and, and intentions, it could just fall flat. So. Yeah, I mean, we can. Look, the next question I mm. I had, we probably leads right into this really, and, and the role that poetry plays in our community, in all communities. Do you have any thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I, I described myself earlier as a, a cynical romantic. I'm also a cynical idealist. Um, so, uh, <laughs> to begin a sentence with um, in an ideal world, <laughs> um, then yeah, poetry or art in general, but especially uh, voice-based um, acting, poetry, storytelling, etc., would have such a would be held in such a higher esteem than that in which it is now. Mm. Um, it can it can it can inform true communication. It can it mm. can create a sense of fellowship of hugger that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so the role it currently plays is vastly lacking from from my perspective. The role it could play. It's like anything, you know. You mm. look at something, an invention like TV. It could have been used for wonderful things, mm. and instead we see the dross that we see now. So. Yeah, yes, you, you do have to dig, dig deep, don't you, to find mm. the, the real gems. I mean, often the most popular shows are just just the moment, and they, they will have yeah. no lasting. Yeah. Um, uh, but the documentary um, industry certainly um, has come a long way, I think. Not all documentaries yeah. are well made, are they? Um, okay. Well, it must be time for another one, I think. Oh, okay. Um, frantically scroll through, the, through my... Uh, okay, I think I've got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is one that I think you will have heard, Jeremy. How quickly things can change. From seasons to moods to faith, clothes. Quickly season the faith, change clothes like moods and things. Bring about the chance you want in the world, but play your cards close to your chest and they won't see past your face. Don't risk it all on one hand, though, because you need two hands to hug. And even double amputees can find them in the right places. Frozen but plodding on, pudding on the table of delight. And what exactly are we meant to have for afters? Nah, something's not quite right here with these words, with this picture, with this voice, with everything. So let's address the table, care of the state of mind we find ourselves in. And my address is tabled, and I second that commotion, confusion, profusion, protraction, detraction, distraction. It would destroy me again if it happened again, and you know it. But all these pieces can be made whole again. And all peace can be made a whole again. 
It works both ways. And I suppose the scorpion won't change its nature, even if it loves the other. But she's a cancer, not a scorpio, and I love to smoke. So maybe cancer can cure these holes in my chest. I just and justly wish it had never happened, because there's always two-thirds of five-eighths of fuck all that gnaws away at my arm rather than wake up that beast again. I just hope it's gone away for good this time. I guess we'll see, I suppose, and then we'll see. And they say love can make you blind, but for me, it's been my blindness that made me love, helps me love. Love helped for me. And how quickly things can change, from seasons to moods to faith and clothes. But like an old faithful piece of peace, I'll say it again and again and again and again till I'm blue in the face, red in the eye, purple with rage, green with envy, dyed in the wool, lover of all you are, including change. But I've only got a 20 and you're what, 27? And now, oh shit, there's that number again. It all adds up. You know, no, it all adds up to eight. And sometimes, like now, it eats at me and my faith and quickly my mood quickens. And I want it back, that thing, that us, that hope, faith, charity, those three wired sisters of mercy, they and that and it is always stronger, always a constant, where this doubt and remembrance ebbs and flows, and I know the flow is blessed, but soon this will ebb out of our lives for good, and soon come, soon come, soon come, my love, and this is not an ending. Mm. Wow. So a piece like that, Mm. are you literally thinking of a particular individual or is it like a composite kind of thing? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Some parts are individuals. The the generalized thing is a composite. Um, But it's it's also other than that. It's um, I want to portray a mood. um, And that's a, a useful device to, you know, the the idea of the. You know, themes of of that's uh, a love that's lost. So sort of mm. I want to I want to portray that mood of, um, mm. you know, you've had a, a very long term relationship, for example, or whatever the listener can can whatever it engenders and stills in them. They may think of somebody specific. They may think of a generalized history of themselves where they've been in that state. Because um, for me, it's important to. You know, we have stand-up comedy. Why don't we have stand-up tragedy? You know, why don't we acknowledge the the grief, the sadness, that all that is wrong? Um, because the only way around it is through, right? If, if people, I, certainly in my life, if I can do that, then, you know, I can become mm. a better person. Okay. I hope that makes sense, yeah. little ramble. Yeah, no, thanks Thanks for for reading that. Um so, yeah, mood. So yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So mm. so mood. That's that's a very key component for you. Once you hook into a poem, you, yeah. you're very much thinking about mood. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes it's very specific to an environment or a, a moment in time. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you uh, sort of a slightly grand question, I sure. suppose, about the, the rank of poetry in Aotearoa, New Zealand. As a performing art, you sort of touched on that really already, um, unless you wanted to add anything. But I, I was just wondering, talking about the role poetry plays, mm. and um, I'd like to bring acting into that 
you know, as a performing art, obviously acting is a higher profile than poetry, yeah. would you, would you yeah. say? I'm not, I'm not sure how you would compare the two or if they should be. Obviously, acting skills sometimes appear on poetry stages. Um, some poets turn up on comedy stages and, mm. and read the same poem, you know. I don't think um, they're all discrete entities. They have some yeah, serious overlap. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what, what do you think about the um, acting? What role does that play? Like watching, I suppose it's watching drama, isn't it? Watching, watching an action film, watching mm. a... Um, a science fiction movie. Like, well, the, I mean, how do you want to? It's up to you. I'll, I'll leave it o- over to you. Are we looking at actors? Are we identifying you? It depends on the medium. I mean, there's a big difference for me between theatre and um, screen. Um, <clears throat> there's a difference between f- what I call a film and a movie. Um, a movie for me is pure entertainment value. You know. Um, mm car chases and yellow flame explosions, um, whereas a film sits with you and resonates with you for a long time afterwards. Theatre is amazing. You, you go there and every single member of the audience has this tacit agreement where they're going to pretend mm. that this is actually happening, you know, that it's, you know, that they buy into it. And it wouldn't work unless they didn't, you know, if they didn't buy into it, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and what is your favourite medium to act in? Oh, there's magic in theatre. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, you do not get that or, or get it in a different way in, with screen. But with, with theatre, um, if I'm acting on stage, then not only is the the journey, the whatever you want to call it, the the beginning, middle, end, your narrative. Not only is that in chronological, sequential order, but um, you can get this amazing, what I call the energy feedback loop of the audience. Right? They're, they're feeding you their appreciation, right? and that makes those on stage better at their jobs. Mm, okay. You know? And the better they are at their jobs, the more appreciation they receive. Mm. And the payoff is that golden applause at the end. There's no drug like it. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah, many years ago I did some amateur theatre. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Um, what you do? It was a, just a few scenes from a few plays, actually. That, yeah. that It was like one of those night classes. You know? Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, there was a Quentin Tarantino scene I remember we did, and there was a, a few, a few quite bizarre scenes. But you, we sort of put our heart and soul into them. What um, was the Tarantino scene? Do you remember? It was from Pulp Fiction. Okay. It was when the wolf comes. Oh, okay. The wolf is coming, and they, and um, yeah. uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson They're cleaning the back of the car. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. They were yeah. talking talking about that. How they get rid of them? Why am I on brain detail? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it was the scene where was it Jules? Who was that? Quentin Tarantino played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was his wife was out. He said, "Why have you come to my house?" You know, and he was talking about coffee. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Watched it for quite a few years. Yeah. I must watch it again now, having talked about it. Um, 
Yeah, it's a whole different universe. I mean, to, in my mind, it's completely different to me reading one of my own poems. But you, you might feel you're in the same zone when you're reading your poem or being a, a, an actor. I don't know. Definitely for yeah. If I compare and contrast it with um, theatre acting, for sure. Um, definitely not with screen acting because it's, okay. it's a closed thing. Um, you've got between five and five hundred people whose job it is to make you look good. Right. Um, and it's the it's the power of editing, post production, green screen, um, incidental music, all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, what you do, <coughs> excuse me, what you do in that room is not a reflection at all about what the final product is. That's okay. beyond your 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 control. Right, um, right. One thing I would like to say actually <coughs> about about um, screen is unfortunately being having experienced you know the acting side of stuff. It's really hard for me to watch a movie. Ah, you know, oh, okay. Because I, I know it. how it's put together, and it's, yeah. it's very rare that it actually sends me. Okay. Mm. You can see all the drama outside mm. the frame. I <laughs> wish I couldn't pick out the continuity mistakes. Oh, you know? yeah, okay. That's a skill, <clears throat> isn't it? It's a real skill, mm. isn't it? To, to do to do a, it, it, I know there's a website where they they do famous movies and yeah, yeah. Ah, look at this yeah. ah, look at that yeah, yeah. Um, um, Wizard of Oz um, mm. they didn't cut her hair during the whole thing and because it's all shot out of sequence you watch Wizard of Oz and her hair length goes up and down oh does it you see I've watched that um, film only fairly recently mm. funnily enough after many years gap. And I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. I was too busy watching the characters and yeah. what was going on. Yeah. 1939, I think. Still a good watch, I have to say. 32, 36? Uh, I yeah, thought yeah. it was 39, but I might be yeah. wrong. No, same. Yeah. Ha- always happy to be um, pretty ah. Look, how about another poem, John? Sure. Um, well, as I said before about the mood, um, this is more specific to the time and environment. Um and I'm happy to speak about it afterwards. Um, okay. Which, actually, actually, no, I'll preface it. Um, so recently I navigated the um, uh, being interviewed for mm. the Royal Commission into Abuse in State Care. Um, and that was largely to do with high school. I went to an Anglican boys' school. And myself and then my two brothers, I'm the youngest of three, um, they decided to join me as well, and we were interviewed as a job lot at our oh. at our request. Um, so prior to that, we opened that session. Uh, my bro- one of my brothers, his birth name was Jacob. He's now Dhammachari Tejapala. Um, so he's discovered Buddhism. Um, my other brother is an educator, um, and. One wanted a waiata, one wanted a little Buddhist prayer, but I wanted my poem, and this is that poem. Oh, thank you. For too long, mouths silent, voices closed, but now the anger of moonless waters is softening. The deep, deep winter roots Rise to the remembered sun. Now may we be nourished, fed with kindness, watered with healing, 
Now may those seeds of isolation crack at last, and as we surface in relief, grow to the newfound warmth. May our flowers grow, our fruit feed our hearts, faith be truly given, safety truly found. May this suffering end, the moment passes now, and now we may swim in the light. Mm -hmm. A powerful uh, poem, John. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So is that process still underway for you and your brothers, or have you made your contribution? I mean, we've we've done our thing. If it depends on, excuse me, on different people's situations. For example, it's my understanding, at least, that if if people were interviewed about an event or series of events that occurred in their lives regarding the Catholic Church, um, then there is a a separate entity um, whereby they can seek redress. um, That the Catholic Church says, okay, you know. Um, you go through these people. Same if you were in a um, boys' home, for example, you can go through MSD mm-hmm. um, to seek redress. Um, I went to an Anglican boys' school, and there's no, no system in place. Mm-hmm. So I was faced after this interview with the the proposal that I go to the school itself where problems occurred um, to ask for redress with them and I didn't want to get lawyered up or anything like that because that would that would entail that so as I understand it the uh, there is a an independent redress system that is going to be rolled out I think in March 2025 okay. so yeah so yeah so you, you don't why would you want to talk directly to the school necessarily that's a strange exactly thing. it's yeah it's bizarre that yeah. that's the huge gap in the system that's as far as I can yeah, see yeah okay so all right so mm. it's yeah, it's still ongoing, isn't it? I believe yeah. the hearings haven't finished, have they? No, no, they've just no. been extended again. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, the the report has been. It was supposed to be handed in, shit, tomorrow, something like that. Oh, was it? Of okay. date of interview, um, and they've they've <coughs> just said today that it's going to be another year. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Mm. Thanks again for sharing that. No um, worries. Got to normalise, you know, trauma and mental health, right? Because yeah, otherwise nothing yeah, well, gets talked there's, about. There's, there's, it's quite frequent on on the poetry show here, mm. you know, for people to talk about things in their life. It's good, um, and that's one thing that does happen at open mics. You know, as, as I say, I know people that have shared poem, a poem to a room full of of poets and an audience that they haven't shared with their own family. Mm. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not one one of the things, isn't it? Um, so. I sometimes throw a few quotes around, sure. and um, I mean Elizabeth Smith has said, you know, poetry is a way of being alive. So you, you may or may oh, not it's much more than that. agree with that. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> simplistic, do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another another American um, journalist, rock and roll journalist, really. He is. He said, "Real artists know things that other people don't." Hundred percent. And um, he got sort of shot down for that, and he then he sort of went, "Oh, but you know, blah blah blah," and sort of backtracked a little bit. What do you? What do you, How do you respond to that? I think he shouldn't have back, backtracked, but that's the you know nature of the thing that he had to navigate. Um, yeah. yeah, artists know things that other people don't. Um, okay. 
Yeah, got a lot of opinions about um, the artist's place in in modern society. Artists, I believe, are outliers, right? Um, you know, they don't, they can't somehow subscribe to the workaday life. You know, mm. um, nine to five. Well, yeah, um, and as a result, they are. Um, viewed as somewhat of a spectacle and as and as an attraction by the rest of society but also as separate apart you know mm. there's it's it's kind of a horror fascination i think um interesting mm. yeah yeah and uh so where do the instagram influencers fit into that that's not <laughs> art although it can be used to promote art yeah yeah um um yeah, I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble by having that sort of opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, DJs, are, are they musicians? You know, yeah, sort of okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, thanks. Um, look, we've got about ooh, five or so minutes mm-hmm. left, maybe a little bit more. Can, let's crack out on another poem. Sure, yeah. Um, following the um, um, down sort of um, uh, aspect of the previous one, um, it's not so much a poem it's just a statement I guess mm-hmm. um, yeah you all feed me with kindness and thought provoking thoughtfulness in ways that are actually really difficult to word I find you all amazingly inspiring Whether you are aware of it or not, you are teaching me the value of trust. You are allowing me to love again, and I love you all for it. My idea right now is that you all help, because you all, in your own ways and in the same way, try to be better in and of yourselves and for each other. You succeed in letting the love out, and you lighten each other's load. Ease minds. Mm. Wow, so that might apply. That's very universal, isn't it? That mm. that might apply to any any. Well, I, I hope the listeners take something away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's meant to be reinforcing and encouraging yeah, and and thankful. Is. You know, and it is. It's it's yeah. It's 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 pointing out to people. Hey, you're okay. You 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 you're very kind to me. This is the val- mm. your value in, from my perspective mm. in a positive way, which you know, we. People don't tend to do that. I like those uncomfortable spaces. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've had a lot of um, positive um, interactions in your life, yeah. despite being the cynic. Yeah, um, you have. You, you, you'll admit to that. Um, yeah, well, but artistically, you might be more on the cynical side. But, but, but from what, what we've heard today, I wouldn't. Gee, I, I would go back to that word romantic and quite an open-minded person. I would, yep, I would say. Yep, um, more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in our philosophy. You know, I'm ha- like I said before, I'm happy to be proved wrong. Um, mm. There's a, I mean, <clears throat> two, um, two things came to mind when while you were just saying that. Um, one is there's a, um, a Czech poet and I believe physicist Miroslav Holub. One of his poems has the line. Um, it is only through being at the pinnacle and the abyss shall I know the pinnacle and the abyss. You know, 
Yeah. And that kind of touches on yeah. what you were saying, but also um, uh, an author, um, Tom Robbins, I don't know if you know him. He I, did, I've he, heard of him. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did Even Cowgirls Get the Blues and <clears throat> Still Life with Woodpecker. He's got a great thing where he says, um, I believe in everything, nothing is sacred. I believe in nothing, everything is sacred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to sit within that paradox because... <laughs> Life could be full of meaning. It could be meaningless. Who knows? A barefooted paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, jolly good. Look, we have, I'm uh, being very precise here, we've got about three minutes left. Sure. Um, you could finish on a poem or, um, I mean, listeners, I know you, you've enjoyed listening to John Rawls today. Common Room, Napier Life Poets, come and hear the man and watch out for him on stage, screen, Internet, he's out there. <laughs> yeah. It's up to you. Do you want to um, say a few words? Or uh, I wouldn't mind actually, um, <clears throat> if I may, uh, do do some Tennyson. Um, yeah, not mine, um, yeah. obviously. Um, a little quote from that Lotus Eaters that I said before. Yes. Uh, see if I can remember it. There is sweet music here that softer falls than petals from blown roses on the grass. Or shadowy waters between walls of gleaming granite in a pass. Music that brings... Ah, music that gentlier on the spirit lies than tired eyelids upon tired eyes. Music that gentlier... Hmm, I'm messing this up. Music that... No, no, forget it. Take two. Take two. Wonderful right. thing about editing. Do, do you want to do take two? Can I do that? I think we'll leave this in, though. I think yeah, yeah. It's very it's, organic. It's a nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? Here we go. Okay, I'll take two. Um, there is sweet music here that softer falls than petals from blown roses on the grass or shadowy waters of night dews between walls of gleaming granite in the past, music that gentlier on the spirit lies than tired eyelids upon tired eyes, music that brings sweet sleep down from the blissful skies. Here are cool mosses deep, and through the moss ivies creep and in the pond the long leaved flowers weep and on the craggy ledge the poppy hangs in sleep mm. a lovely way to end the show I think John thank you for that thank you. Um, yeah that's a wrap I think ladies and gentlemen I've certainly boys, enjoyed my time. Boys and girls. Great. No, it's been a real pleasure having you in the studio, John. So thank you, listeners. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. This 
program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.